0: Staples actually
1: sells staples. I just wanted to get it out of the way since I fucked everything up to start the show. So, you know, have one of those days. One of those days.
2: You needed it?
1: Yeah, needed to see that. Welcome to what the hell is it? Wednesday. Wednesday, that's what it is. (laughs) It most certainly
2: is. It feels like a Monday.
1: Alright, so uh, Deshaun Watson is done and show's over. There you go.
2: Yeah. See ya. Thanks for playing. What else,
1: what else are you gonna say? I don't know, dude. By the way, I won that bet. So I'm gonna What go ahead bet? And do this. I said that this guy would not play for the Browns ever again, and he's not going to play for the Browns ever. Well, again. you
2: can't say that. He played last week. He had one good half of football in an But he played. Year. He played.
1: I don't count that as playing. I win.
2: Win nothing. I win that bet. He played. He played. Now, what do you want to do? I don't know. I've been, I've been eyeing up the Chargers. <laughs> I'm looking at other teams at this point. You're I'm trying like,
1: to find another team to root for. I'm starting to.
2: I don't want to. I don't want to go front runner and say, "Yeah, I'm a Kansas City fan now." I, you know, I want to start kind of middle of the pack. I don't want to. There, there's a part of me that wants to maybe become a Lions fan. Well, because, I like the Lions because they're coming up, but. I, dude, the coach
1: it, looks and sounds like Bob France.
2: Uh, he's great. That Dan <laughs> Campbell, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's good. But dude, I don't know. I, I mean, here I have a huge problem with this whole Deshaun Watson thing. And not that he's hurt and he's he's out or whatever. You know, whatever with that. I mean, that happens. What I have the huge problem with, with though is that we're back down to DTR and and PJ Walker. They've had two fucking months, two months to find a backup. And we're going to start DTR on Sunday. Can the Browns management get Tom Brady? It cost them as much
1: as Watson. The Browns management couldn't get a good quarterback here to begin with. They overspent, gave away all of our draft picks for a guy that is now hurt and will never see the field again. You know what he had to say? Oh, this is part of life. Yeah. You know, it's part of life. You're a thief. That's why I put a jail behind you. <laughs> because that's where Deshaun Watson belongs.
2: He, in prison. He definitely found himself a lottery ticket. That's for sure.
1: How great of a job must it be to get hurt and still make $230 million?
2: And I, I think I saw something um, that he made something. If, if he never plays another minute he makes something like 25 million a win for every win that each that he was on the oh field for <laughs> oh it's it's God. oh it's sickening dude but what's more see i'm not i'm not even that mad about watson the dude got hurt whatever you know i'm mad at the i am mad at the management for not not being prepared how do you go in you know, I, I said this to, to John, Dog Pound Details John, last night. What's his name? Nick Chubb blows up his knee. I don't think they had him on the cart by the time they called Kareem Hunt. Right. I mean, Kareem Hunt was in practice, what, the next day or maybe two days later. But it wasn't more than two days later. Jedrick Wills goes down two two weeks ago. And I'm seeing on, on Monday morning, Brown sign so and so to the practice squad and then elevate him to the to the team that day, the very next day. But the most important position on the field, and we're gonna go with a guy that's proven that he blows in PJ Walker and a guy that's proven that he's not ready in DTR. And we're gonna we're gonna ride with that. Instead of having a proper backup for a guy that has not been on the field consistently in now four years. Four years. Un-fucking-believable, dude. Six wins, as
1: I predicted. They're still going to get and another Scott win. predicted, they're not going to get another win There's, this year. That was the last.
2: They're getting a win this week. They, the could, they could beat Pittsburgh.
1: I don't understand what people think about Arbaudel. maybe I don't know if he's a shitty person or not. He didn't move this team because he wanted to. He moved this team because he had to. And if you listen to the stuff that Triv had back in the day, he didn't want to move this team. He did it because the the city forced his hand and forced him to get out of this town.
2: Nope. Art and his whole family could die in fires. Look,
1: if you want to be one of those jaded, uh, you know, Browns fans and what's the Bernard Model? No, 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 no. That's he, me. He, no. He, what did he do?
2: That's me. He what moved, the, he team. He no, he moved the team. A, he didn't find he didn't find himself a backer. It. He should have found himself a backer, somebody else to help pay for it, whatever. You don't take you don't take a team out of Cleveland. You don't he, do it. He screwed the city screwed him. Do you look at LeBron as worse? Yes. I look Absolute. at him as the same. No. They both made our city look ridiculous. Both of them.
1: LeBron did it on purpose. Nobody forced him to do. He could have stayed here and won championship after championship. Dan Gilbert was more than happy to put surrounding pieces around that guy. That guy wanted to go be buddies and start a super team and everything else. You're Art Modell gonna- left here because he had to. No. Nope. Because of the, the stadium and everything else. Nope. They didn't want to take care of him. They didn't want to take care of the stadium. Why should it's they take tape. care of him?
2: Why should they take care of it's him? on tape. But why should the city take care of him? You want the Browns here? He he provides entertainment eight eight days a year. Why to- should the city pay for that? That stadium could be and should be used for a hell of a lot more than it is. Well, I agree with the that. City sucks. I agree with that. The, the city, city has always sucked, but, but what, we got to stand by our city. We live down. here.
1: Eight games, that whole stadium
2: could have done thirty dates a year with different things. Well, I dude, I am all for even now. I think the stadium sucks. I can't believe that they're now talking about building another one and still not putting a dome on it.
1: That city was going to the city was not going to do any renovations. They were not going to take care of that stadium for that guy. And they forced his hand. He had to move.
2: No, he He didn't. No, he didn't. He could have got himself an investor, which he did anyway in Baltimore. He went to Baltimore, and within two years, he brought in that other guy. He brought in money. He could have brought in money to save the team here. But instead, he went for the cheap pop and the cheap check and then got an investor anyway. He didn't want to tough it out. He's a bitch, and I'm glad he's dead. Wow. Man, that's some anger. I have definite anger. I still won't watch a Ravens game. The only time I ever see those purple faggots is when I when I when they're playing the Browns. No. It's the only time. I will never watch a Ravens game.
1: Well, I picked a different this one. So. Yeah, well, you I've can heard be wrong. It's fine. I've listened to the interviews. And believe me, on that show, I had to listen to them a thousand times. Oh, I'm sure. And I heard exactly what was going on. I and-
2: remember when it went down. And I remember, our, I remember the speech. I remember the whole... When somebody asked him if he was moving the team, and and he wouldn't say no, and then he said something to the effect of, "It's too late for that." You know, what if the city does this, this, and that? And he said, "Oh, it's ar- it's already too late for that. He'd already made the move. He'd already made the move. He did it in the middle of the night. He's well, as he bad as he, he's as bad as the asshole from the Colts. This just city, as bad.
1: This city deserved what they got because they didn't want to take care of that guy. No, and I was sad and have. upset when he left too." the I was city really sad. i was really upset and they haven't been good since then
2: they have not i agree with that and seeing seeing him take our team and win a super bowl makes me even want to piss on his grave even more dear god man he's an asshole i'm glad he's dead i hope hell is hot fuck him no i, I got no compassion for that guy or his stupid fucking Steve family
1: brian from tennessee is correct Y'all might have a shitty football team, but at least y'all have legal weed and abortion.
2: That's true. And next month, see, if you'd ask me the same question next month, I'd be like, eh, hey, man, Art Modell, whatever, dude. Yeah, see, <laughs> <laughs> the weed will help you out. I, I'll take three gummies and be like, eh, hey, Art Modell, he, I guess he had some good points.
1: After a couple of gummies, you and I will be watching some Ravens games together.
2: Right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, Ray hey, Lewis, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Look, it's Ed Reed. Cool. We're
1: going to have a party, man. We're going to be watching Ravens games, killing babies. We're going to be good. We're That's be right.
2: we fun here. I'm in. <laughs> I am all in.
1: Oh, God. Uh, so we're going uh, to have a special guest tonight, I guess. tonight. Yeah, uh, looks like guy. it. Uh, he's already at the bottom of the screen, but he's going to check in later with our restaurant reporter, Tony Masaccio. Matt Fish, who owns
2: Melt. Yeah. We'll be joining the always, show. It's always good when they pop in early with me. Absolutely going off about. Right. I hope he's. I'm glad he's dead. I <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Matt. <laughs> he's like, what, what am you, I tuning into? <laughs> yeah, we <you> stay on. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying they'll die from eating at Melt. That's for no. Sure.
1: In fact, we will serve the Ravens Melt when they come to town.
2: You know, maybe that's the good thing that came out of Art leaving. It opened the door for Melt to ch- to come in and take over the town. That's what I am going with that.
1: Modokos is next Senate race with his trivia interview.
2: Absolutely. Hmm.
1: Well, whatever. So Our why own. do you think you're a... Uh, uh, Melt is awesome, see? There you go. It is it is fantastic. Talk to the owner in just a little while. Also cool talk to Masashi is gonna be,
2: I guess, somewhere. <laughs> wherever Tony is. I think why gonna, won't he be at melt
1: I think you will be at melt I don't know if Matt's going to be at melt but I think Tony will be at melt
2: yeah watch them both be somewhere like completely different I think at, they are actually we're, we're at the sushi bar here in <laughs> Lakewood <laughs> no I, I don't think that's
1: I, but you know, regardless we're going to talk about milk so I don't care if Tony's standing at a water fountain somewhere
2: we're going to talk about milk that's right <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, a so bad day for Cleveland sports it though, is today.
1: Bad well, I mean, no, it's a usual day for Cleveland sports.
2: No, it's not. I'm gonna it's, tell you it's why it's not. Different, dude. I, I, I'm gonna tell you why it's not. Because for the first time this season, for the first time in this football season, we actually had like some legitimate hope. And in true Cleveland fashion, it just got stomped out without warning. We went from this guy being 14 for 14 in the second half, quarterback rating of 170 or whatever it was, to he's done for the season. And basically, so are the the Browns. But see, that's your fault. My fault? Yeah. Because me,
1: as a Browns fan and a Cleveland fan, you saw from the beginning of the year, I said this team was not going to do well. I said this team is going to suck, and they're going to lose every game except for six. I said that Watson will never play on the field again. He was lucky. He got out there for two since I said that. Um, But he's now done for the year. Probably, I still don't think he's going to play ever
2: again in Cleveland.
1: This shoulder thing might be the end of his career. No way.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll I'll tell you what. Even if it is the end of his career, he's still going to pretend to rehab so he can catch that other $150 bucks. As I would do, too. I would do. I'd show but, up, so lift some weights.
1: It's your fault for having hope in what is a
2: shit. Yeah, game. I want my team to win.
1: It's a shit town with a shit football team and a shit baseball team and a shit every. Cavalier basketball. Team. I mean, the, the basketball team is is going to hell. I, I don't know what's going on with them, and the Guardians. I mean, by their name change alone. Yeah. Well, I don't. Read it's for a the town filled with curses and and horribleness when it comes to sports. So yeah. it's your fault for getting your
2: home. Well, the Browns are the only team I, I really still hold on to. That and the Crunch. I was watching those Crunch games on on the internet over the I liked year. the Crunch. I went to a
1: game, and it was a yeah. lot of fun. But nobody's supporting them.
2: Yeah. I mean, nope. you know, people
1: that, not even where they played got <laughs> supported of that team. Yeah. They are playing the IX, Center, the I-X Center. I said, no, nah, no, no, we don't.
2: Yeah, that wasn't good. This is a horrible, terrible sports town. But it ain't the fans' fault. The fans come out. The fans yeah. will support if, they, if they're aware of it. It is the fans' fault. How can it be the fans' fault?
1: Because um, every time the fans in this town get hyped up and ready to go, say, this is going to be it. This is the year. Next year, this is the year now. We get our hopes up, and that's what jinxes it for everything, and we screw up the entire year. It's the fans' fault for getting their hopes up. Nah. Me. See, this is me. I used to get really, really sad after a Browns loss, an Ignatius loss even, a, a Cavs loss, a, a Indians loss. I used to get really sad because I love Cleveland. I love the sports and everything else until I realized that it all sucks. And so once I came <laughs> to that realization and understood where I live and how the teams are, I became a happier person. I just, my week isn't ruined now.
2: I just I'm can't. going
1: into Sunday going,
2: we're done for it. I can't. I can't do it with the Browns. The Indians. I'm gonna be honest. It was surprisingly easier. It was surprisingly easy to move. Move to another team. That was regard ridiculously easy. I just started watching Padres games, and it did not even faze me that I did not watch the the, the Cleveland team. You know that didn't bug me. And the the Cavs. Who cared? I I I gave up on the Cavs when they brought LeBron back, and the championship didn't change that. He's still embarrassed. He, he still embarrassed my town, and I'll never forgive that. So
1: anybody under the age of 60, what joy has any of these teams brought to your life? LeBron it's, sucks, and so that championship, like you said, means nothing to me. Yeah, me either. So what joy has any Cleveland team brought to your life if you're under the age of, what, 70,
2: 60? Well, back when we had the Indians and at least go into the World Series and stuff a few times, that was fun. They didn't win, but that no, no, was no. fun.
1: It was, it was not fun.
2: It was fun. And it wasn't fun.
1: It ended in heartache. Look, I remember uh, when they hit, Who's I can't remember the guy that hit the uh, that home run. And the whole stadium rocked. You could feel it outside the stadium. Sandy Alomar? No, no. no I'm talking recently. Oh. And, um, and they know. still ended up losing. We are a losing town. <laughs>
2: losing teams. That's just the way it is. Hey, it's hard to argue it, it. It it just does not go right here. That's why I was saying I'm, I'm starting to think about getting another team.
1: We create a downtown that is supposedly very nice. We got a
2: casino well, I, down there. I'll argue that all day long, too, but that's a whole other issue. But
1: I've driven down there numerous times just to see what's going on, and I go down there to go to Playoff Square for uh, Bob Francis' TV show and everything, and it is really nice. In some parts, it looks beautiful. Love seeing that chandelier. Square squares, gorgeous. I even went to Tower City the other night. It looked really pretty. The problem is you're going to get shot. At yeah. some point, you're going to get murdered if you walk downtown alone. Mm-hmm. So, It's no good. So everything in this town is just kind of loser. I'm saying this, and I hope, dear God, Melt, Matt not listening to everything. Because Melt is actually a shiny light in, in, in the city and around the city. It, great restaurants and everything else. And we do have some very nice restaurants and stuff around town. But all in all, this is a loser town with loser teams. And if you want to get your hopes up, being a Cleveland person, go for it. But you're setting yourself up for failure. Your misery is created by you.
2: I'm miserable I am them all
1: the time, so I'm not that bad
2: with it. Well, see that, but there, that's that's the difference. Some of us can't cannot handle being miserable all oh, the time.
1: I I've come to accept the reality of my
2: situation. Well, I will say I've decentralized sports a great deal in my life. Yes, I, and more and more I watch stuff that doesn't have quote-unquote teams i'm way more into ufc than you or bellator not really ufc now that they've gone fucking fruity but um i i definitely watch a lot of bellator and one and stuff you know where it's just individual individual um combat you know or even power slap i like me some power slap because that's just your face against his hand that's great
1: I like me some power sleep too. I think my mouse is completely dead forever. Like well, I'll run things.
2: Again. It's all good. Um, I can run the show. It lights up like this, but
1: then it doesn't do anything. Whatever. Oh, um, right. I forgot what the hell I was saying. Uh, but
2: <laughs> you, were, I, you, were, you were pouring water on, on my fire
1: of Cleveland. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a ridiculous town with ridiculous teams, and we just have to come to accept that. I have... You should, too. But it's happening across the country. I'm starting to become numb to everything that's going on across the country. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm because definitely there's,
1: there. There's nothing going to change. We well, can't Cleveland's change. the only
2: place I still care about. I don't care what happens anywhere else. Israel, Gaza, that, pff, don't care. You know, the, the rest of the country, you know, they're they're welcoming chi like he's the president in San Francisco today. Pff, whatever. Roll out all the Chinese flags. I don't care. Call it Little China. I don't care. That's
1: not the way that I want to live my life, but I have to now. I apparently have to, again, come to the realization that this is not going to go well for any of us. And I've come to the realization in Cleveland, so why can't I come to that realization across the country? The Macy's uh, Day Parade. you see what they're doing? No. Uh, I'll I'll look up the story, but the Macy's Parade is adding... Let me me find this. Can your mouse work? uh, No. But it'll be a big story, so here we go. Macy's, Macy's Parade. Um, they're adding a trans extravaganza. Great. To the parade. Will be non-binary transgender extravaganza.
2: I can't wait to not watch that.
1: So one thing that I looked forward to on a Thanksgiving morning was getting up, and I would put my turkey in because I am the cook of the house, and I will you know, smell that turkey cooking, I'll start getting my potatoes ready for the, the the feast. And I would have the Thanksgiving Day Parade from Macy's on the TV. And now that is not going to happen. because, And it's not because I hate transgender or I hate non-binary people. But there's no need to put it in a parade and make it something special. There was nothing wrong with the damn parade to begin with. You could float Garfield around in a balloon all you want. Put Snoopy up there so everybody could see him. Everything's fine. But why do you have to do this? You're doing this for no other reason than to placate a minority of people in this country and to shove it in our faces once again. I will never watch that parade again, and I'm sad about that. It's another tradition gone. So this adds to what I'm saying, that I need to come to the realization that things are just never going to be good again. It's not I live in a world I don't understand, like tributes to
2: say. It's a world that will never be good again because there's nothing going to change it. At least with the parade... It'd probably make the floats easier to control, don't you think? Because they'll all be connected back to front. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the human centipede floating across. Yeah, above
2: that's years. right. It's the Macy centipede floating across, floating across uh, Times Square or whatever.
1: So pull up a parade on YouTube from 20 years ago, problem solved. That's a good point. I should do that. That's a good point,
2: Jake. This is still my America. This is
1: still an America that for the most part, is comprised of patriots and people that want to love this country and don't want that vocal minority uh, being the problem here. I don't well, care who you're having sex with. It doesn't matter, and it sure as hell doesn't need to be in the parade.
2: Well, and and the only problem with Jake's theory is after today, you're not going to be able to control what you can and can't watch on the Internet anymore. I don't know if you saw that today. I did not. The FCC ruled that uh, the government now has power to control the Internet. The internet and its infrastructure is now under the control of the FCC and the government.
1: And um, please explain to me how this controls TikTok or X videos.
2: Well, it's probably gonna, it's probably gonna censor them if they if they deem them a. I'll I'll tell you how X videos or Pornhub or whatever is going to be affected. They're going to find one pedophile on there and they're going to say, well, you're gonna have to kill it. We have to. We have to protect. The, it's. It's put up. The, the protection is in the name of equity of, equity and diversity. So it, it's literally going to be. Well, there's. There's too many. There's not an equal number of people, on the, on the net that are black or Asian or, trans or whatever. So I. But seriously,
1: how does this, is this going to affect a lot of stuff? Is this like really going to happen where they're going to just start censoring everything?
2: They can't really- Well, they're not going to, they're not going to, yes, they can. They could certainly say, ISP, there's somebody on your, on your network that, that you now ha- are licensed through the government to have, and they're saying things that shouldn't be said, take them down or else, or else lose your license to be able to, to run your ISP. So what's going to happen from that? They're going to start capping data and everything else, and and giving an infringement there's, there's, strikes. FCC, FCC adopts
1: rules to eliminate digital discrimination for communities with poor internet access.
2: That's it. But what if you mean? read what's in the bill, you'll see that that's you know all these bills. They say that it's something good, which automatically means it's really something horrible. That's what they're doing here. They're gonna they're gonna come in with that guys, but basically they're making every part of the internet, all the ISPs, all your connections, all your everything, under the FCC. How'd that so work for radio?
1: It's going to empower the agency to review and investigate instances of discrimination by broadband providers to different communities based on income, race, ethnicity, and protected classes.
2: Protected
1: classes. I didn't know that you couldn't get internet somewhere.
2: Hey, I hey uh, Cox really, Cable, hey Cox Cable, he... how come you don't have an equal number of trans people as white people on your on your on your broadband?
1: I identify as something other than a white male. Can you please lower my bill?
2: Is that? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be about lowering your bill. It's going to be about it's going to be about taking you off. You're a, you're you're not a trans you're not a trans man. You get slower internet than than yeah. the trans people do. <laughs> well you haven't seen me naked. I could identify as a trans man.
1: <laughs> Ask my wife.
2: Well, you started transforming into half steel at this point, right?
1: Yeah. Is that a trans man? That that could be a trans man. I'm looking at some of these stories to see. Are you a they them? I'm a they them. Zer. What is zer that's what they say now, right?
2: What is a zer? I don't know. A dumb a dumb thing.
1: Well, I know that, but I mean, does that mean like you're just a there? You're just yeah, there? I, I don't know.
2: It's a good point, Sandy. Sounds well, like a job Sanders? for the czar. <laughs> yes. We are screwed, man. So
1: do we just accept it now? That's what I'm coming to the realization of. I have to just accept it. Just gonna have to roll with it until
2: it until we're kicked off.
1: Not watching the parade, not promoting this stuff.
2: Yeah. All these companies can keep on can keep on trying to force feed this stuff, and it's it's just not it's it's just not gonna take hold.
1: Look, I am not by any means a homophobe, a transphobe, or anything else. I don't care what the hell you do. You mm-hmm. can live your life as a monkey for all the care. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But you just don't have to force it in everybody's face. Look, there is no straight parade. It's not a parade mm-hmm. of people just walking down having sex, men and women. It's a parade to celebrate Thanksgiving. What it need, Why do we need to have different classes in this parade? We don't need yeah. it. We need floats and we need balloons, and we need turkey, and we yeah. need better hosts for the show because it usually sucks.
2: But other than that, what do we need this stuff for? It doesn't need to happen. Well, I go to the simpler fact. They can do whatever they want, and that's fine. Just don't think that I'm going to have to – don't try to force me to come out and say, yeah, they're right. That's that's where they lose me. I don't care if they do force feed it. I, You know what? I haven't watched the Macy's Day Parade in ever. I don't think I've ever watched it. And you know what? I won't be starting now. I'll let Bud Light sponsor it, and I won't be watching. But look, I, you know, that being said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend. Well, it's great, it's great that men want to do men up the ass. No, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be that guy. Sorry.
1: Look, I, I I've stopped watching the parade a little bit. I mean, I've always had it on in the background because it's just tradition for me. Sure, okay, as, as young, but I stopped watching it a little bit because now they instead of. Instead of showing all the floats and the balloons and all that kind of stuff, they mainly show all these stupid plays and dance numbers and crap yeah. like that that I really don't care about. But it had nothing to do with sexuality because I don't care. Again, I don't care what your sexuality is. Sure. I don't care what you do in your life. But I don't want to sit there and be forced to have a trans whatever extravaganza, the non-binary trans extravaganza that they're promoting. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it.
2: Just put on a parade like you did 20 years ago. Yeah. Put up a bunch of cartoon characters in big floats. Pretend like you're excited. Oh, look at that. It's SpongeBob. Amazing. You know, and then be done with it. Entertains people. It draws 30 million people watching the shit, and then you're done.
1: Everyone should turn on QVC during the parade. QVC viewership was 40,000% for that day. <laughs>
2: Why QVC?
1: I think it's just picking a channel. Oh, (laughs) they're doing this on purpose to destroy all the old traditions. Of course, they are. Yeah, I mean, there's one town that I read they don't want any holiday decorations if it's green or red, they don't want it up
2: (laughs) because it's going to offend somebody. It's Christmas,
1: for God's sake.
2: Yeah, well, and again, this is where you just have to say, too bad, I don't care. I don't care if you're offended. But that's what it used to be like, but it's not like
1: that anymore. Now everybody cries that they're offended, and then the vocal minority makes, you know, gets the, what they want now. No. That's not the way that it used to be. It used to be that if you didn't like something,
2: too bad. All right, but is you know, it the vocal minority? Like- Hold on. But is it the vocal minority, or is it the being a pussy that everybody that's just sitting there taking it is doing? Because to me, the problem is not the vocal minority being loud. It's the me and you's not saying, hey, shut the fuck up. Well, of course that's true. That's what has to happen. I I preach that and preach that and preach that. When something is out there that you don't agree with, you have to say it. You have to, just like on this show. This show, the audience is 90% conservative. Fair? Fair. Yes. Me coming out last week and saying that I was pro pro-killing babies rubbed a ton of people the wrong way. Is that also correct? Yes. Did I stop saying it? You did not. I did not. Cuz I don't care. And I shouldn't have to care and I don't need anybody's approval. Everybody has to pick their battles and and if you don't agree with the other with the other side, you just have to say I'm not doing it. I'm not going to call you they, them. I'm not going to call you Zezer. You're a chick. You're a dude. That's it. That's all I'm willing to acknowledge. And I don't give a goddamn what your little clique thinks I'm supposed to say.
1: But the majority of people out there aren't like that. not, Or they're too scared to admit that they're like that. Well,
2: that's their problem for being pussies.
1: I don't necessarily, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that that's why I think we have to just come to the realization that we are done. There's nothing that's going to change because I I just don't think anybody's going to change.
2: No, Well, everybody on
1: here probably agrees and wishes they could say something, but they're not going to say something. No. You are the exception to the rule. You'll go out and say, fuck you, I'm not going to deal with you. Yeah. I will not go out on the street and tell somebody to fuck off. I'm going to go out on the street and. Hey, have a great day.
2: I'm going to be that guy. Nope. That's going to, to See, I'm just. Not, I'll never be that guy. I'm always. I'm always going to say what I think. It's the rebel inside me. I guess. I don't know.
1: I, I. It's not that I don't want to be that rebel. It's not that I don't want to stand up for the cause that I believe. It's the fact that the hassle that goes along with doing that is almost not worth it. I. I, I don't want. You're going to lose your job.
2: You're Maybe. not. You Maybe I mean, know, that's not true. I've, I've lost gigs, but I've absolutely lost gigs, I've lost money. I just don't care, dude. For all during all during COVID, we were we refused to close other than the very beginning of it when everybody closed. You know, when everybody closed, we were one of the first ones to open the the arcade back up when when the state was still in red phase or whatever that was called. I can't tell you how much anger and you guys are just trying to kill people and you're opening the Corona cade and you're going to, the death of our children is on your heads. And you know what I said to every one of them, these middle fingers, motherfucker, that's what I care. I don't care what you think. I didn't care. And if I would have got arrested for doing it, I was okay with that too.
1: Now that's one instance where I have to admit I did stand up. I didn't wear that stupid mask. Anymore. I didn't, I didn't. And when they asked me to, I said, No, nah, I'm I'm good. I mean, I walked into a, a sub shop to get something to eat, and the, mm-hmm. the girl's like, you, you gotta put a mask on. I said, I'm not putting a mask on. Yeah. Oh, I was like, you're not gonna be able to hear me order my food if I put a mask on. Just the way that I can't hear you with your yeah. stupid ass mask on. And I got my food and I left.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never wore it. I never, I never, the, I wore it two times. I wore a mask two times in three years. One of them was only because I absolutely had to. My mom had surgery and the hospital wouldn't let me wait in the, um, in the parking garage. Yeah. Like she had to have her ride in the facility or else they wouldn't release her. So I had to go in. So what I did was I wore the mask that I had with the, I had a mask made with a burn victim face so yeah. that it was even more, it was even more disturbing than, than if I didn't wear a mask. And I wore that, and it disturbed everybody. The, the, the nurses even came over to me and tried to get me to switch it. And I was like, no, no, I got one on. Here it is. I don't care if it disturbs you.
1: Gunner's right. Opinions are okay today as long as they deem them the right ones.
2: Yeah, well, tough. Tough.
1: Matches left. You think he's gonna come back on the show?
2: <laughs> probably not. <laughs> he's probably like, "Oh no, I don't want none of that."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's upsetting. He just listened to twenty minutes of the show. He's like, "Nope."
2: Yep, not doing that. I don't blame him, really. Maybe he realized that it was five fifteen, not four fifteen. He's supposed to be on. As a
1: straight guy, seeing two men kiss or a guy dressed as a woman is sickening. And a straight guy doesn't want to see that. Like it's not even a matter of when to see it. I don't care. Yeah. But if you're going to make a special point of flooding the Macy's Day Parade, that one is a family tradition and uh, with a trans non-binary extravaganza, then I don't want to, I just, I don't see the need for it. Oh. It's not meant to be a a sexual event. It has nothing to do with your gender, your sex or anything else. Mm It has to do with floats. It has to do with balloons. It has to do with the fact that it's fucking Thanksgiving, and it's just been a tradition for years to watch it and have a good time in your morning before you sit down to eat as a family. Celebrating stealing the land from
2: the Indians,
1: man. Right, exactly. We're celebrating the genocide of Indians. (laughs) We are not there to have a sexual event.
2: (laughs) Everything makes somebody upset. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. don't care what it is. Everything makes somebody upset. And that's fine. You just can't care anymore. You just can't worry about it. Maybe. Yeah, we really didn't do us, ourselves any favors with Matt from Melt, did we?
1: No, I don't think we did. I'm I
2: think... <laughs> thinking about it now, I'm like, holy cow, we came out both barrels firing.
1: The right move from, <laughs> the, the, the would have been like, boot him from the thing and just wait till the segment came back up. Hey, everybody go to Melt, though. I really enjoy yeah. their food. is great.
2: Yeah, go over to Melt. We're we're definitely not saying anything bad. No,
1: Melt is fantastic. If Tony mm-hmm. comes on and says he's not doing the show, I understand why. But... <laughs> uh, this thing with you offended me.
2: Why Why is the trans movement all fat white guys with beards? It's also fat women with pink hair. There's that, too.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. Did you, think, did you see Megan Rapinoe?
0: These what did that dude Soccer
1: do? player. Yeah, the women's soccer player guy. Uh, he, uh, she, Zer. Uh, they, them. Zer. Z. Zer. Yeah. On her last game of the uh, of her career. On Zer last game. Zer last game. Uh, tore her Achilles tendon. Ha ha! And afterwards, and during her press conference, Zura press conference, uh, Z said that uh, th- this is proof that there is no God.
2: Oh, well, that's good.
1: Now, see, I would go the exact opposite. I would say yeah, this that's... is absolute proof that there is a God.
2: Yeah, God is done with your nonsense.
1: And see, the crap the, the, the people don't understand. I know there are people that I know personally that are getting very mad at me for talking shit about Megan Rapinoe why you, i don't care if she's gay or not gay yeah who I cares care the fact that she's just a dick yeah. and an ass and does stupid things yeah. she, hates, that, our she, she, she hates, hates our country she hates our country has nothing to do with her sexuality once again everybody always wants to label me as oh you're a transphobe no. no i don't like bad people she's just no. a bad person
2: yeah no. i hope she falls out of bed and tears the other one what do you think of that
1: And what's funny is she said that she's going to go for the, I'm sorry, Z said that Z is going to go with the uh, Aaron Rodgers medicine. Oh, good. There's no way that she likes Aaron Rodgers considering that guy is anti anti and anti-everything that girl believes in.
2: Well, he won't take her call. And I can say he for him.
1: Yeah, I think you can for him. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Everything's so messed up.
2: It is. It's it, dude. We're in a terrible world these days.
1: Should I text Tony and ask him if Matt's gonna come back?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was really looking forward to talking to him too. Well, we'll talk to him. If, if, oh, he gave up. I don't, I don't think, think he may. He may have. He may not have. Whatever. We're not shitting yeah, I... on Melt though. We're not gonna, no. you know, go there. Even if you're a, a Zer or a they them absolutely go over to melt do they have one liquid they're a they're a me LT. that's what they are melt
1: <laughs> yeah i think we upset him because he left
2: yeah he might <laughs> that was not my intent oh whatever play a commercial and then and then um hit tony up while while the commercial plays.
1: she doesn't hate our country this crap is her angle to be relevant I beg to give her. Ah, she
2: hates our country. She hates our country. And it is her. I, I will agree with half of that statement. It is her, her... Her angle. Her angle. But she also does definitely hate this country. She's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, she is. I mean, uh, there's no other way around it. She just, yeah. She's not a nice person.
2: She should be treated the same way as Epstein.
1: And like... Yeah. I'm starting to notice more and more how many really shitty people there are in this country. Like, I
2: because again, I'm addicted to TikTok.
1: I'll like our why. president,
2: our president,
1: the, uh,
2: yeah. the squad, oh, yeah. AOC, Talib, all of them.
1: Ha- I was happy to see the 300,000 people march on Washington yesterday in support of Israel. Well, that's good. So I was happy to see that. All right, let's take a quick break. And in i uh, I'll tell you why people are really shitty. Also, all right. When we. Come back. I don't see Rick tonight. Very really sad about Rick not being here.
2: So an better look out. Some better look outside of um the auction house. <laughs> In honor of Rick. Here we go. There's no place like home, and whether
1: it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendisi, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Does your company need fresh tees? Have you paid an arm and a leg for the ones you have? Worried about poor quality when you pay less? Stop worrying, Northeast Ohio, and visit us at www.wctees.com. At Wolf Creek Media, we're family-owned, we offer simple pricing, and we're fair and honest. We even have an in-house graphic designer and cover all your apparel needs. So if you need t-shirts hoodies banners or any other type of printing call us at 330-353-9695 or visit us at wctes.com that's wcts.com a proud sponsor of the seth williams
0: show
2: buddy it's done docking when i'm feeling nostalgic i always go to pinball pa
3: you gotta go check it out it's a lot of fun
2: when you want to have fun in pennsylvania there's only one place to go pinball pa Located near the Pittsburgh airport, we have over 420 classic pinball machines and arcade games that you can play. Admission starts at only $24.99. Want to have a party? Well, there's no better place than Pinball PA. Visit our website today at www.pinballpa.com to get more information or to book your next small or large party. Pinball PA. It's where the action is.
1: And welcome back to the Seth Williams show with Chris Haken. Yes, sir. I checked with Tony. In theory, he's still going to come on.
2: Okay. Maybe just testing the equipment.
1: I think uh, no, he I think he Tony said that he's coming down to the restaurant now, so.
2: Okay. Well, that's good. Either that or he just made that excuse up, so he does not have to come on. It's all good. Whatever. Can't worry about that nonsense. No, we're not going to behave. What is behaving? How are we misbehaving? By speaking truth? Is uh, that really misbehaving?
1: I don't think he. Gunner, Gunner's not like Gunner. Was, you know, well, know. I'm just
2: asking the question Is that misbehaving? Saying what we think. I think he might have been talking about uh, Melissa. Oh, well, yeah. But <laughs> well, that's Rick not behaving, not us. Yeah, we always behave. Yeah. We've never hit on Melissa. I have in person, though. But, well, that's in person. Yeah, I'm saying in the course of the show, we're always polite. Yellowbrickroadauctions.com. Yellowbrickroadauctions.com.
1: Great place, that's right? My daughter's actually worked for her uh, a few times during doing these auction things.
2: Oh yeah, it's very cool. What does she do? Go out there and like price things, or
1: no? She will go out there and like when people show up to actually pick up their stuff. Okay. She's like the one that greets them and marks the name down and everything, and then because uh, once you get once you have the auction online. Mm. Then you got got to go pick up your stuff from the house that you're, you know, ordered from. Right. So my daughter will be there at the front saying, hey, how you doing?
2: Okay. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good.
1: Makes a couple extra bucks doing that. So that's pretty sweet.
2: Nothing wrong with that. So the shitty
1: part of people. You know how many TikTok videos I've seen of people now going around in New York City, taking down the pictures of kidnapped Israeli children
2: and families. Yeah. Or just random attacks on other people for no reason and stuff.
1: Now, there's people out there that are actually videotaping these horrible people that are taking down these pictures. I mean, because mm-hmm. in New York City, they have literally walls of posters sure, of kidnapped children and pictures of them. Mm-hmm. These people are going around actually taking these pictures off and then walking away. And these people that are you know, videotaping them confront them, and they have nothing to say. If you're going to stand for a cause, then stand for your fucking cause. Yeah. Tell people why you're doing it. Kid- if you want... You look more like an asshole by walking away and not saying anything.
2: Can At you imagine if up. somebody tried to tear down a picture of, of a loved one on 9-11? Forget about it. They would have been killed. Yeah. They would have been killed and even the police wouldn't have cared. This, the anti-Semitism
1: that's happening right now in this country, and, and in fact, is, this world, is off the charts. It it's is. Off the charts, and Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, The government doesn't care. They started a thing for uh, hatred of people of Islam. Yeah. They, just, well, they, they, they don't care about the, the Jewish people here.
2: It, uh, to me, and again, this is only my opinion, but it, it all comes back to that we've gotten very comfortable since Obama in judging everybody solely on their group you're white, you're black, you're gay, you're straight, you're, you know, everything's a judgment of a group instead of you're cool or you're an asshole. And look, if you go just by the groups, there's a lot of reasons to hate Jewish people. For being totally honest, let's start with Hollywood and all of the all of the pedophile games that go out there—that's eighty percent Jewish people that are involved in that nonsense. And, and, I, and again, I'm not—I'm not condoning it. I want to be very clear that I'm—I judge everybody as you're good or you're an asshole. That's it. But it's the stereotype of Jewish people have all the money. Jewish people are the pedophiles. Jewish people are this or that. That is part of this.
1: Stereotypes are one thing. The reality of the situation is different. Mm-hmm. Look numbers and stats will show you that the the majority in prisons are black people. Sure. It's only because that's what the numbers show you. Now, again, that doesn't mean that black people are bad people. There are plenty of stereotypes about Italians being mob guys and dicks and murderers. That doesn't mean that all Italians are like that. The same thing goes with their stereotypes for everybody. Of course. And so you can't go off of that but the hate and yeah
2: but, but you think do you do you agree that the hate is based on the stereotypes i i wouldn't say all of it no i think this
1: is a this particular instance is based on the the what uneducated people that don't understand the region don't understand the history of that region don't understand why um israel uh, is there? They they want the, the people dead because of their land. It has nothing to do with the stereotype of Hollywood. The, these people are are they their entire charter is to kill Jewish people.
2: Hmm? I don't know. I I I think it's all based on the stereotype.
1: No, I, I, not not in this case. This case has to do with just hatred for.
2: But what why is Israel, there hate? Period. Why is there hate? Most of these people have never been to Israel. Because they're uneducated
1: and they listen to TikTok and they get that their little algorithms on TikTok are telling them and forcing all this pro-Palestinian stuff on there and everybody buys what they see online. That's what it is. It's hatred. Mm-hmm. It's hatred I, I'm not I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. Rates. I'm
2: just kind of like again, this is one of those places I kind of There's don't no care.
1: such thing as Palestine. There never has been such a thing as Palestine, never. Okay. Israel's been there since 1200 BC. <laughs> <I> mean, it, <laughs> it, 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 there wasn't a Palestine. It was a made-up thing with the Romans. And, I mean, if you actually read the history of it, there was no such thing. There was no such thing as Palestinian people. <laughs> Just it's yeah. not accurate. But we have a lot of uneducated people in here. We have a lot of people that like to. Uh, spread hatred. And that's what they do. Even college professors, they just spread hatred
2: for no reason. Not because of the stereotypes that not they're that of the they're attacking. At all. No, no, you don't think that there's a white stereotype about about privilege, and that's why all the races now hate the white people.
1: I'm not saying that there aren't stereotypes. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, in, in this particular instance, the Palestinians hate the Jews because of land and because of stuff that they have been taught. It, it, Palestinians were like Jordan and Egyptians. They were Jordanians and Egyptians. They weren't even, there was no such thing as Palestine. Right. You have to, I mean, it, it, but the people that are marching in the streets don't even know what they're marching for. Mm-hmm. They don't even know. They asked a gay guy the other day who's marching in the streets, pro-Palestine, and they asked well, you do understand that they don't like you. Like, Hamas hates you and will murder you <laughs> for being gay. He goes, well, maybe we can figure that out. They will murder you. <laughs> they don't understand why they're marching. They don't understand the people are marching for. They don't get mm-hmm. it.
2: Yeah. No, it's the same thing as as the the same people that are that are anti Jewish. Then then they go home from their little tirade on Twitter or whatever, and then they turn on Netflix and watch something that's created by an all Jewish cast.
1: Well, again, I, I don't think in this instance it has to do with stereotypes of, of that. But regardless. You shouldn't be taking down pictures. I talked to... I didn't. Bob talked to... Uh, Bob France talked to Max Miller, Senator, this morning. Mm-hmm. Or Congressman Max Miller, sorry. Yeah. Congressman Max Miller. And he had the unprivileged, I guess, of seeing actual footage from October 7th. Okay. And some of the stuff that he described... I've never seen horror movies. It was that kind of violence. These guys that were over there and creating this terror, they would call their loved ones... And say I just raped a woman to death. They were raping women with objects till she died. They were putting children into ovens. This was the Holocaust once again. Wow, brutal. The the barbarism that was going on over there was horrific. And uh, we have people marching in the streets to support it. It's sad and disgusting. And people taking on pictures of kidnapped people. It's disgusting. There's a special place in hell for people like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say so.
1: No, Megan Rapinoe, I don't think God's worried about Megan Rapino. God has bigger things to worry about.
2: Yeah, I know, I'm not worried about Megan Rapino. Ugh. Hate that dude.
1: Keep losing sound briefly. Not sure if it's my tablet or YouTube.
2: Sounds okay over here. But every time you
1: say something about Jewish people, you automatically get called a racist, even if you're right. That's what pisses me off. I want to be able to call out any race.
2: (laughs) Well, then do it. Do it. Don't worry about somebody. So what? Somebody calls you a racist. Who gives a shit? What do they matter to you? Who cares? As long as you know you're not a racist, then what difference? What difference does it make?
1: Stand up. I don't think I'm a racist. I I, I hate everyone equally.
2: Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> there are plenty of white people I fucking despise.
2: We have a bumper on the CMS that says you can't be racist when you hate everybody, and that's the truth. We hate everybody. We don't. We, we can't be racist.
1: Oh, well, that's just it.
2: You know, just is what it is. You just can't worry about somebody calling you a racist or a homophobe or what. Who cares? You know what you are, so don't worry about what some some other dumbass thinks. Well, it Doesn't matter.
1: I, I know what I am, and you're right about that. But it doesn't mean my employer knows what I am. It doesn't mean that other people around me, my friends, don't, you know, know who I, I mean. It, 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 it. Being labeled is what gets you canceled. It
2: gets you to lose your job. It gets you to lose your livelihood. It gets you to lose all kinds of different things. I am living proof that if you want to be if you want to succeed without giving it up, you can. 'Cause I've built everything that I built without money. Everything. I didn't have any help. I built it all myself. Three three different businesses, six different books, the radio network, the TV network, everything. Built it all myself. So And you're as racist as they come. Fine. <laughs> racist homophobe. I'm kidding. I'm, joking. I, I'm good with see, but I I'll wear any label you'll put on me because I don't care. It really doesn't matter to me what anybody thinks. Think what you want because I know what I am. I don't need approval. Perfect. Everybody, this social media world that we live in has turned everybody into sycophants that need need someone to tell them they're doing good. I agree. That's what we're that's where we're at now. Everybody needs somebody to go on to fucking TikTok and say, "Good job. Good point." That was smart. You're on the right team. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck your team. Fuck your fucking Facebook. I don't care.
1: Perception sometimes, though, is reality.
2: Perception of what?
1: What what people perceive you to be is what they will label you So then
2: don't do business with me. I'll tell you a story. I had a customer. He was a big Obama guy. He hired me to do a website. It was an expensive job. Hired me to do it? He posted something on my fucking Facebook page. I answered it with something shitty about Obama cuz Obama was a piece of garbage. This guy's like, "Did you say that? Did you mean to say that?" I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Well then I can't work with you anymore." I was like, "Okay, cool." Fair enough. Don't work with me anymore. Here's your fucking money back. Cuz I'm not going to be intimidated by somebody's somebody's dollars.
1: I understand that. I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to lose what I have. I can't afford to lose my jobs.
2: But you take the risk every day. This show right here, This, yeah, you know, are I, you are half a step away from somebody throwing a tape and then you being fired.
1: Yeah, that, that, that is accurate. But, you know, maybe we should run like a disclaimer at the beginning of this, this show. This is entertainment purposes only.
2: I have the disclaimer on the videos that everything is just the opinions of our, of the hosts. None of it is stated as fact. Fact. You know, you just can't, I I can't be bothered with, I can't I personally can't be bothered with it, and I've proven that I can find ways to make money.
1: I think you're the exception to the rule. A lot of people will suffer for giving their opinion. Yeah. I think the majority of people that are on, like, listening today, the majority of them, if they go out and say the same kind of things that you're saying
2: mm-hmm. on the street, not on a podcast, yeah, would, would lose a lot. A so, lot. So they're willing to bend the knee to somebody that throws them money. Yeah. That's what it is. Let's call it what it is. Oh, somebody's willing to throw throw me enough money to scrape by. Therefore, I'll kiss their ass. I'll do whatever they need me to do As long as they keep throwing me $500 a week Or whatever the number is I'm not that guy Don't give me money then Go away Don't work with me I don't care That's probably why I'll never be a zillionaire Because I'll never play the game enough to I'll never kiss enough ass to make a million dollars I just won't I just won't do it.
1: <laughs> Scott's right, though. We don't always agree, Chris, but I love your passion,
2: stand for your beliefs. I mean,
1: that's one of the things I do like and I've always liked about you is that you are who you
2: are. What you see is what you get. Yeah. I don't share. Ch- I mean, you talk to me off the air. I am no different.
1: You are absolutely no different. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that are not like that.
2: Mm hmm. Almost everybody.
1: Almost everybody right, is not like that. Majority of people that you come across, you can talk to them; they'll be nice to your face, and then of course talk shit behind your back. Mm-hmm. You, you at least talk shit to your face.
2: Yeah, I absolutely will. I've done it. But see, I, I'll argue that with Brian. I was this way before I had my own businesses. It cost me jobs. How did the military put up with that? The military, I'll be honest. The military loves, loves a re- a rebellious streak. They, 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 they fool you with these videos of drill sergeants and basic training or whatever. But the biggest thing that they like in the military is someone that'll take a risk. Someone that'll, that'll run in and doesn't give a shit what happens. And that was always me. I was that guy. My job when I got to Korea was bullet catcher. That was my job. Stand in front of a general. Walk walk. what they called lanes of opportunity so that if somebody took a shot at him, it would hit me instead of him. That was my job. And I never feared it. And I never, 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 not one time was ever like, oh, oh I'm having a heart attack because I'm so scared and I'm nervous. No.
1: I was <laughs> always it, ballsy. Is this an inside joke? Yes. <laughs> You're not going to explain?
2: No. It's way too long to explain. Shortness of it is Eddie Trunk always sells himself. That's that's the short part of the joke, is that Eddie Trunk does nothing but talk about Eddie Trunk all the time.
1: Man, I used to watch him a lot. What was that show that, did he do a metal that show? That metal show. That metal show. Yeah. And who, with uh Jim Florentine?
2: Yeah, Jim Florentine and Don Jameson.
1: And is Don Jameson a comedian? Because I never thought he was funny.
2: In name alone.
1: <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I saw him coming to like some comedy club. I'm like, Don Jameson he wasn't funny on that show either. But he's... I liked that show for what it was. I like yeah. watching some of the you know, videos. and
2: you know, Yeah, Don Jameson. Giving out
1: prizes I thought was fun. But.
2: We used to do a segment on the CMS called, called Is Don Jameson Funny? <laughs> where we would just play. We would play segments from his comedy tapes and then let the fans decide if he's funny. And was always 100% No. What's funny is he actually asked me about it um at Rock on the range one year <laughs> you, you know i I asked him to do an interview and he's like, "You're the guy that says I'm not funny right and I was like yeah <laughs> but he, he's a nice guy I will yeah. say he's a nice guy i I still agree with you that he's um he's not funny no. but but whatever florentine's funny Jim Florentine's Florentine. funny and I trunk miss, is uh, trunk whatever I miss those kind of shows though. Well, you can see him on the CMS network every single day. <laughs> well, see,
1: that, that's what I should probably do. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I watch your show, but I'd like to sit down and watch it like live on YouTube one Saturday night. Sure. So it's like, but do you guys play videos? Can you get away with playing stuff or no? We
2: play music, but I mean, we we don't play the videos because you can't do the videos because of the because of um, royalties and copyright and whatnot. But we play music because we're the the radio station is on a a server that is licensed so we could play music so it's it's this weird game of you watch the videos and then you flip over to to the radio to listen to the songs but you know and we play like 3 4 songs in between each each hour segment i guess
1: i used to love watching not because of who was on it but i just thought that metal show was fun because sure. You know the kind of music that I wanted to hear and kind of you know talk about and you know it was somewhat entertaining. Sure, but I don't like Eddie Trunk either. I don't like Jamison, but Jim Flaherty was funny.
2: Yeah, dude, you could watch you can watch the Chris Aiken presents. I I just released my um my interview with Mick Mars just the other day. Mick Mars, Motley Crue.
1: That's awesome. How was he? He was good. He was really. Is he half dead? Yes. Does he, I mean, is it tough to get an answer out of him and stuff?
2: No, I mean, he, he he's lucid, but he he's half dead because he has that whatever AS is that makes uh, all of your joints, like, turn into stiff bones.
1: And I didn't mean that in any disrespect. I just meant, like, he mm-hmm. always, the joke was always, oh, my God, I can't believe that Mick Mars is still alive when he's standing on stuff. Yeah, stage. Uh, he's and- he definitely
2: looks really decrepit. I mean, yeah. he's, he's probably 80 pounds. <laughs> he He's a little tiny dude, but... He was, he was really nice. You know, we talked for a full hour, which was cool. And, um, you know, he um, he had a lot to say, that's for sure. A lot to say about... I asked him some hard questions, too. I mean, we're releasing it in four parts leading up to the release of his album. But uh, I asked one of the questions, I won't tell the answer, but one of the questions I asked him was, did he ever watch video of himself playing like on the last stadium tour? and What did he think when he saw <laughs> decrepit McMars playing? You know, I asked him that, and and he was just like, oh, you know, he wasn't thrilled with that question. Yeah, when did
1: Psycho Circus come out?
2: That would be Kiss, my friend, not oh, Motley right. no, Crue.
1: <laughs> I saw Motley Crue, they had like a carnival thing going
2: on. Oh, Carnival of Sins, that was 2005, maybe?
1: Because, yeah, it was with Heather.
2: 2005, it had, I think.
1: It had to be like 17, 18 years ago.
2: Yeah, that would be right over in there.
1: And he
2: looked old then. Oh, yeah. Well, he's old. He's <laughs> he's I think in real life, he's 72. But the age that he has on him as well, he's 172. 05, so that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, he's old. He definitely looks very, very old. Let me find a... Let me see here. I want Rumble. I can pull it up. My content. Where's my Mick Mars? Do, 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 do. I'll tell you what. He may be old and decrepit. He doesn't look as bad as Phil Collins. That's sad. Phil Collins looks awful. Here you go. Here's Mick Mars. Share screen. Here's what Mick's looking like today. Who? <laughs> He looks like a little old girl. Yeah, he's
1: he's a little old lady.
2: Yeah, look at that. Is that hair fake? I don't know. It's got to be, or died at least. Yeah. And I don't mean died like dead, like (laughs) you know. I mean, I just mean like colored. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun talking to Mick. First time I'd ever met him. Where can people hear that? Um, anywhere. Rumble. Chris, Chris Aiken.net. um I don't know YouTube, wherever it's everywhere. Chris Aiken presents. Yep, Chris Aiken presents. It is everywhere, my friend.
1: The divorce is killing Phil Collins.
2: That's true too. That a oh,
1: he's like like nine hundred years old. How do you get divorced when you're nine hundred years old?
2: He, dude, he's so stupid. <laughs> he was married. Got divorced from this thirty-nine-year-old pig, then <laughs> got back with her. She moved in, then filed for divorce against him again, and now is taking like his house and she's banging some tennis instructor or something, no. and, and but still suing him for his house. Is she hot? No. So no. the
1: hotel is, is getting sued by
2: not even a piece of ass. She's definitely. She's ass, all right. Phil Collins ex-wife. Let me find her picture of her. Oriani Save. <laughs>
1: yeah, here.
2: All right, let's uh, open image a new tab. Pull this down. Here we go. Here's Phil and the lady that's sucking the life right out of him. Oh! (laughs) Wow! (laughs) You're Phil Collins. You're worth three hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, you could do a little bit better than that, right?
2: Well, first of all, why would you get married if you had three hundred million dollars? Yeah, you should
1: never. No, you should not do that.
2: Let alone marry, divorce, and marry the same one again.
1: I mean, I need help paying bills, so getting married was
2: advantageous to me. Yeah. But he divorced her. Looks like
1: a dude.
2: He divorced her and then married her again. <laughs> Same woman. That's just dumb. I'm assuming those are fake. I, I, what,
1: well, the lips,
2: the eyes? I Pick a spot.
1: Everything is fake on her.
2: She looks like a melted candle. <laughs>
1: What's her name? Oriani?
2: Oriane Save. How do you spell that? C-E-V-E-Y. How do you spell Orion. Orion Save. Yeah, she's hideous. Like Orion? I don't know. O R I A N N E. Orion. I have no idea. Yeah, she's but yeah, I Phil Collins. Let me find you the you gotta see this photo. Phil Collins. So in the last Genesis tour. And I'm so glad I didn't go to this tour, even though he sounded great. Everybody I talked to that went to it, as it played here at Rocket Mortgage, America. said that Phil sounded great. But look at look at Phil on stage. Look at this picture. When you see this, you ain't going to believe it. This is Phil Collins, Su Su Studio. <laughs>
1: oh, man. That's, yeah, that's rough, man. That shouldn't even be allowed to happen. You should give and, it up at that point.
2: And shame on Genesis. They couldn't even give him a cool chair.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like give him a recliner or something.
2: Look at the chair they give. I guarantee you that's whatever was in the office there at the at the venue. Okay.
1: Now I'm looking at images of this broad. Yeah. At one point she was attractive.
2: Yeah, the original marriage. Twenty five years ago when he married her. But not now. Look her up. Look, put, put the term 2022 or 2023 behind your search. You will see a very different side of her. But look at Phil. Phil looks like Uncle June at the end of The Sopranos. Yeah,
1: yeah she's disgusting now.
2: But she was hot. Okay. Like day, she was good looking. And he married her. Fair enough. But then he married her a second time. He married her after after the mel- the, the melting started, and not the nice melt, to like melt like
1: <laughs> melt. It's kind of sad to see a guy that you know I, I really loved back in the day doing yeah. that. It's just uh, horrible. That's pathetic, actually.
2: Brian, that's not nice.
1: <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, you kind of feel bad for him. I feel
2: I feel terrible for Phil. Thank God. I mean, he he has said that he's done now. Like he he's work. not gonna he's not gonna do it anymore. Marriage or tour, either I would hope.
1: I would hope either one.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's got to be eighty years old too. But but I mean, dude, if you're down to playing in a chair, just stop. You're Phil Collins. I mean, how he, Phil Collins in our in my I'm a little older than you. In my heyday as a as a teenager, Phil Collins was as big as it comes. I know. And now to see him just broken like this is terrible. It's it's terribly disconcerting. Terribly. You know, so. what's terribly
1: disconcerting is that my mouse is completely officially fried forever.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: have to buy another one.
2: Well, I can get people
1: in and out if we need to. On the bright side, uh, my Taylor Swiftness uh, sweatshirt is
2: supposed to arrive today. Ooh, very nice.
1: Yeah, this is what having a teenage daughter is all about. <laughs> I ordered my Mike Tyson Merry Christmas uh, sweatshirt, and it, now I need to get a Taylor Swiftness.
2: Ugh! You Swifties. See, you're part of the problem, Seth
1: money doesn't buy anything. Everything. Yeah, but money
2: could have bought a lot more.
1: Yeah, he could have bought her better boobs and a better facelift.
2: Or a better broad.
1: Better broad altogether. But again, she was really hot back in the day. I got to give him credit for she
2: that. She was never $300 million man hot.
1: It depends. I mean, he apparently
2: likes the Asian, the what?
1: The Asian flair, if you will.
2: He could have had a 100 Asian flares.
1: <laughs>
2: he could have bought Thailand. <laughs> It's Phil Uh, Collins. This guy, I mean, we're not talking about other rock stars' money. We're talking about his solo career was as big as Genesis's career. Yeah, I know. This guy made, I, I mean, probably legitimately between touring and record sales, he generated a billion himself. Just him. I mean, I, I don't know what his net worth is.
1: I'm going to look that up real quick. I, yeah,
2: I, I have no idea what his net worth is, but I'm just saying the money that was spent to buy tickets to see Phil, to, to tickets to see Genesis, the albums, the videos, the, you know, everything that was Phil Collins. You know, even the side projects he did were huge. Remember when he did Against All Odds? And that was like a number one song and She's an Easy Lover. and $350 million. Penny. And that's with several divorces. Yeah. That's what you're not seeing. That's with two divorces from this woman, and I think there's at least one more divorce.
1: Um he, he's not dead yet tour grossed 90 million. He Jeez. earned 45 million off of it.
2: Jeez. How many divorces does good. Phil?
1: Callentine. Just look up the dumbass Phil name.
2: Uh, three divorces yeah. or four divorces from three women. You stupid. Four divorces, three women. What a nightmare. That is ridiculous. Yeah, the that that Oriani. Yeah. Here, here's the story. She's suing him for forty seven million. million. <laughs> for what? Alimony. <laughs> what could she possibly have done that was worth 47 million dollars i don't think there's an there's a there's an act or a, or a collection of acts that you could do for anybody worth 47 million dollars that's a lot of dough
1: yeah is matt First coming back on yes
2: in fact we have
1: um tony Massaggio. i don't see matt but hopefully yeah, hopefully he comes back on. We can get his camera working. Yeah. He's down there. So let's oh, bring maybe, him with, maybe he's with Tony. There, there he, is. he is. All right, you want to bring him on?
2: Yeah, I'll bring him on. Here we go. All right. Here's Matt and here's Tony. Tony
1: Masasio,
0: Matt Fish. Hello, how are you guys? Guys, how are you? Let me start here real quick. This is the charity pig at Melt Bar and Grill. So you can put the money right in the top here for different charities that he has throughout Northeast Ohio. And it's really cool on the back of this pig, guys. First of all, I'm going to look like this in a couple years doing this (laughs) roving restaurant reporter thing. So how they get the money here is on the back of the pig, there is like a lock box, and it opens up. So you go in the ass to get the money.
1: Nice. can, Can Matt actually hear us or no? Do you have to give him a headphone?
0: Matt's all set. He should be all set to go. All right. Uh, he's Matt. In... There he yeah. So There he is. Uh, so, again, Matt Fish is the owner of Melt Bar and Grill. He started off, he had actually 10 locations. He has six now. I guess I want to show you this real quick before we get to Matt. Okay. So check this out.
1: I love that.
0: Uh, isn't that cool? So I every, absolutely love that. Everything in this restaurant is literally about Cleveland. As you can see on the wall here, this graphics has all the local celebrities from Big Chuck and Little John, Jeff and Flash, um, you name it. Everybody that grew up and was part of Cleveland in the media. Great. And it's great. Isn't this cool? It is.
1: That makes me really sad, Tony, because the first half hour of the show I did nothing but bash Cleveland while Matt was listening. So now I feel <laughs> really,
0: really bad about everything for the first half hour. That's funny, Matt. You got us. Yeah. Me go to Matt. Let me go to Matt Fish.
3: I can bash Cleveland like the like the best of them too. I've been here my entire life, so I got. To, I, it's, Cleveland's Cleveland's all about the good and the bad and the ugly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Especially- I prefer
0: Especially today, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? But that's yeah. another story. That's
3: right. I prefer to embrace. I prefer to embrace the good, but the bad and the ugly is kind of what shaped Cleveland and what makes Cleveland what it is. You know, right on. See, I,
1: I embrace the good when I talked about having restaurants like yours around town
3: because that's <laughs> well, one thanks. thing
1: we definitely have going for us.
3: We do. Well, Cleveland's got an amazing restaurant and culinary scene. I mean, that's really what the world and United States is starting to realize is that we've got amazing restaurants in Cleveland. We've got amazing food. We've got an, an amazing like history. There's, there's tons of different nationalities here. You, we represent a very huge melting pot of different culinary experiences in Cleveland. I mean, melt is very, you know, Cleveland centric. Obviously we do comfort food. That's what the Midwest is all about. Um, But if you want it, you can find it in Cleveland. And I, and I put our restaurants up against anybody else in the country right now. There's, there's tons of awesome stuff going on in Cleveland, Ohio, man. Sure. So take advantage of it. Take that's advantage right. of it.
2: Matt, when did you know that you were onto something with Melt, man? Because, you know, obviously doing a comfort food thing, the initial thought everybody's like, oh, it's another McDonald's. You know, that, that's kind of what right. everybody starts thinking. So how long did it take before you realized that you were actually onto something special with Melt?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, it was right at the beginning, and it was even before I opened up. A a story that I tell a lot was that we were about a month away from opening, and our first location was in Lakewood, and um, it was we opened in September, so it was probably around August. I had the front door wide open, out to Detroit Avenue, and I was refinishing the hardwood floors myself. So I was in there sweating, you know, probably bleeding from different areas of my hands and my feet, and. Uh, I remember there were people strolling by, walking in, because I had the front doors open. And up to that point, we had paper on the windows, and we were real private of what we were doing in there. But about a month before we opened up, I took the paper off the windows. I put some signs up that introduced what Melt was going to be, and I, you know, people were starting to walk in and kind of asking me questions like, "Hey, what's going on in here? We've seen the signs up, we see the paper on the windows, and see what you guys are doing in here." And I started telling people. You know, about with the restaurant, it was going to be Melt Barn Grilled and it was going to be a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant, which let's go back 20 years ago almost because the restaurant is celebrating our 18th year anniversary this year. So going back 18 years, that's that was still a pretty odd concept. Uh, It still is a pretty odd concept. But (laughs) 18 years ago, you know, people were looking at me like, are you sure that's what you want to do, kid? But anyways, (laughs) so about... When I kind of figured out I maybe had something was when 50% of the people that I would tell that I was doing a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant with craft beer um, and good comfort food, everything made from scratch, about 50% of them would scratch their head and just kind of nod and be like, yeah, good luck with that kid. We'll see you on the unemployment line. (laughs) But then the other 50% kind of stopped. Their eyes got really wide and they looked at me and they were like, that is the best concept i've ever heard about i cannot wait till you guys open up and then after we opened up we fortunately were just very busy from day one and we we just gained a really cult following right away not only in lakewood but we were pulling people from all over northeast ohio people were tell would tell us stories about hey we just drove you know 25 30 40 minutes we drove from the far west side the far east side we had to try this out um and the the first the first couple years are truly a blur But um, that's really when I kind of thought, hey, we've got something here. And that's, that's honestly what propelled me to start to expand, especially in the Northeast Ohio area, was because the concept was so unique and fun and different. But a lot of my culinary friends also, restaurant guys, were like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? That is such a simple and easy concept. But wow, you know, I wish I would have thought of that. I wish I would have thought of that. And it's certainly not easy to execute on a grand scale like we do. But sure. if you think about it, I mean, the basis of what it is, is, is kind of simple. So uh, I had a fear that someone else from either inside of Cleveland or outside of the market was going to copycat what I was doing and was going to move into the Cleveland area and potentially open up a competing gourmet grilled cheese restaurant in Cleveland. So you Know but in year four of our existence, I started looking around for a different location to open up a second location, and that's when the Cleveland Heights location kind of came about. Okay, um, so that's really what kind of propelled us into the expansion mode. Of in, we opened up our second location in 2010, so we opened up Lakewood in 2006, and then we opened up our second location in 2010, and then we really just didn't look back for another. 15, Fifteen years or so, because we were opening up almost one restaurant a year from 2010 wow. through 2017. It was it was a wild ride for a while, man.
2: Sure. How how much? I'm just curious, Matt. How much did the food truck rise in Cleveland affect what you do? Because it kind of took it. Almost in a way, takes kind of what you do, but makes yeah. it mobile. You know, and brings it to them instead of them having to come to you. Did it affect you at all?
3: Not necessarily. I mean, we never never really noticed much of a dent in it. Obviously, the food trucks are great in Cleveland, and they do what they do. You know, they're remote. They often set up in, you know, different office parks or different areas downtown or certainly at events and things like that. We never – I've always liked the brick-and-mortar model myself. Sure. Um, we've, we've toyed with the idea of getting a food truck ourselves many, many times. And every time that I was ready to pull the trigger, I was like, this is the year we're going to do it. We're going to open, we're going to get a food truck this year. Another, another brick and mortar opportunity would come our way. And, and, you know, we were in such expansion mode at that time. It's, you know, the, the food truck got kind of pushed to the wayside, you know, in hindsight today, you know, post pandemic world. Uh, I think the food truck model is, is viable because our brand is still pretty strong and but there's a lot of people that are are not venturing out any longer. People's people's lifestyles have changed, and the pandemic did a lot a lot of damage to, to things like that. So there's more people kind of sticking into their their hometown, or they're going to the, the events and not going to the, the brick and mortars as much. So you know, maybe a food truck is in our future. Who knows? But sure, it didn't really put too much of a dent in, into what we do because, fortunately, up to this point, you know, no one has been able to like really duplicate what we do. Um, we're still Mm -hmm. a pretty unique concept.
1: Now, how many locations do you have
3: now? We've got six, six locations, uh, all still in Ohio. Uh, we've got four in the the greater Cleveland, Northeast Ohio area, one in Akron and one down in Columbus at Easton, which is a big shopping conglomerate down there. Any opportunities or any thoughts of moving outside of Ohio? We had, we had a lot of thoughts and a lot of plans and a lot of almost leases signed in multiple locations outside of Ohio before the pandemic. And unfortunately, the pandemic really put um, a, a major hold on that and that expansion. Um, it's just added a ton of different layers into the restaurant industry especially that are, are very hard to, to, hurt, to get over, big hurdles that are difficult with staffing, cost of goods, cost of labor cost of transportation um, and the guest is not the same as it used to be um, so in hindsight I'm glad we didn't didn't take a major expansion route because our plan was we did a we did a major expansion in 17 uh, and then we had we, we took a break and then we had plans for another major expansion in 2020 and 2021. And then, you know, we all know what happened in 2020. Right. i kidding. So that that derailed the train for our expansion. We put it on hold. And honestly, we haven't get, had a chance to get back to it because it's really expensive right now to do some stuff like that.
1: Sure. First, now, that's, one of the, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, though, because I, I go to a lot of restaurants because I have a side job where I go to a lot of restaurants. And uh-huh. obviously, I'm fat, so I eat a lot. But... Is it tough now staffing? Because everywhere I go, it seems like they're short-staffed,
3: and mm-hmm. it's tough to get people that want to work. Why is that? Um, I think the restaurant industry. Sorry, my son's with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the restaurant industry was was changing pre-pandemic. The um, the model of you know working people long hours, you know staffing, uh, people in the restaurant industry working in hot environments in kitchens or working in the, in, as servers, hosts, bartenders. Uh, we I, we, in the restaurant industry started started seeing a trend happening where a lot of the younger generations just did not want to do that work any longer, that type of work. And right. we, we, you know, when I say we collectively, I think the restaurant industry in general in the United States, you know, we all thought, okay, you know, that's, that's 10 to 15 years down the road. We may have a problem with staffing. We may have a problem You know, finding enough people to to do all the jobs that we need them to do or that we can offer for people. And what the pandemic did was just, um, it just brought that issue that was coming probably 10 to 15 years down the road. It brought it like right at our doorstep within like less than two years, where it, and I don't know, I don't have a a reason why, but I think the pandemic told, taught people in general that i don't need to do that i don't need to do x y or z to make a living i can i can um i can do something else i can do something that is maybe not as intense or not as hot or not as sticky or not as sweaty or not as messy you know and still get by plus there's a lot more options nowadays for work than there was when i was a teenager or i was in my 20s you know like mm-hmm. when i needed a, when i got into the restaurant industry because a i fell in love with it but b it fit my lifestyle. I could come and go. I could choose my own hours. You know, I could work days. I could work nights. I could work 24 hours a day if I really wanted to. And mm-hmm. you know, and and there there weren't a lot of industries at the time that there were that were allowing people to have that much flexibility with their scheduling. But nowadays, you've got you've got the Ubers of the world and the Doordashes of the world. Where I mean, we're we've lost people in our past recently because. They want to go work at Amazon. They want to go work at DoorDash. They want to go drive for Uber. And it's not because they're getting paid more. It's just because it's more of a flexible schedule. They're like, look, I could work for two weeks straight, uh, you know, 17 hours a day, make a ton of money, and then I can go take off for four weeks and go travel, go spend all that money, and I can come back and I can start working again as an Uber driver right away and pick up right where I left off. And I can continue to do that. And until I find something else to do, you know, what we're, what we're hearing from the younger generations is that they're just, they're, they're basically living for today. They're, they're not saving money. They're, they're doing enough to get by. I've got enough to pay my bills. My rent's paid. I, you know, my food's on the table. I can buy my, I can buy clothes. I can pay for my cell phone bill. Um, but you know, like looking for a career, I I, I think, I think that, that is not as important to the younger generations as what we're seeing and what we're hearing. Sure. Is it, is is
2: it important for you as, as an owner to bring in people that are the other side of that, that are absolutely looking to have a career in, in restaurant or food, food, you know, the food industry?
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, we're always sourcing the, we're always looking for great people and we, we've always had, Great success from promoting from within. Um, I mean, I'm at the Independence location right now. Tony and I are here. Um, My my two managers, my two general managers that are running my facility, salaried managers, started with me as servers, hosts, or bartenders. And they've been with me for a couple of years. And they've, A, proven that they're amazing people and amazing employees. But they've also put their hand up and said, I love this. I want to stay here. How do I grow in your company? So we kind of took them under our wings, and we started teaching them how to be managers. And we started them slow. We worked work worked them into the system. And I could say the same thing for several other locations that I have here in the company, where I've got my general manager, who's a, a, a well-paid, salaried manager with benefits, started off as a you know, server, host, bartender, line cook. Um, I've had I've had managers in my past that, that came in as dishwashers. Right. And, they elevated themselves to be a, 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 a good salary manager with a good career. And whether they stay, stay at melt for the rest of their lives or not is a different story. But, you know, we're teaching them a skill at the same time because they can take those that management training. And if they, if they really wanted to go on in life, you know, you guys know how many restaurants are out there or how many opportunities are out there. Yeah. So if they do their time here and they say, hey, thanks very much. You know, we love you guys, but we want to go try something else. We certainly don't step stand in their way and you know we that we help them to hone their skills while they were here and you know give them something to like walk out of here with, you know, like uh not not necessarily education, but you know, some skills to take someplace else.
1: Now how tough is it with the wages going up the way that they are when you have a kid that can go to McDonald's is making fifteen dollars an hour, how tough is it to keep people like that or manage your cost when wages are going up the way that they are?
3: It's been difficult. It's been very difficult. The last couple of years when the salaries were on the rise, when the hourly rate was on the rise, it was difficult because you, you could not. we could not adjust our pricing quick enough and we could not adjust um, or try to decrease our expenses in other areas quick enough. And, and, it, and it hurt. It hurt the bottom line tremendously. And we still probably haven't recovered quite yet from the pandemic because there's still so many effects that residual effects that it will probably be be here for the rest of our careers Um, but it's it's been it's been tough you know we're paying a lot more for for hourly employees than we have in our past we're paying we're paying a decent a decent amount more for for salary managers than we have in the past Um, the caliber of the employees is is relatively the same um but we're just paying a little bit more for them so we've had to adjust pricing we've had to We've also had to cut cut back on certain things, maybe certain programs or certain benefits that we offer for the employees or certain benefits we offer for the guests, you know, or, or you know, perks or things like that because we have to we had to look at our operations and say we've got a we got to we got to trim the fat here someplace and we need our employees and we need to pay for quality people and this is what they cost nowadays. So how do we make adjustments? What do, what do we have to do? Very fortunately, nice. yeah. Fortunately, the staffing levels have been good for us, probably for the last probably the last 12 months or so, which is positive. Um, but but we're still, you know, it's it's still the cost of labor is much higher and the cost of goods is much higher than it's ever been. And I don't see it going. The cost of labor may go down because it is it is kind of it is kind of kind of plateauing a little bit. But the cost of goods, you know, we're not seeing the prices going down tremendously. Right. They raised, they, they skyrocketed over the last couple of years. And, you know, even though, you know, they could, I'm not, we're not expecting them to go back down, unfortunately.
1: Right. Well, you guys have maintained the quality and, and the restaurants are fantastic. So I, I appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you. I mean, uh, and we appreciate yeah, you coming I mean, on tonight, too. So thank you.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we made a conscious effort a couple of years ago um, when the cost of goods, especially in the cost of labor, were going up. And we had to we had to have a heart to heart with ourselves and say we have to either raise prices or we have to lessen quality of our food. So what are we going to do? And we made the choice. It was unanimous, but we made the choice to raise our prices instead of cutting into the quality of our food and trying to source cheaper ingredients and cheapen the experience for the guests. So, I mean, I'll be honest, some of the prices that we have on our menu are higher than I felt, ever thought that we would, we would, they would ever go. Right. Um, but that's the trend, and that's the way the world has to go. And for us to keep the lights on, we have to charge what we're charging to keep the quality of our of the guest experience up. Right on. Well,
1: I've been there. My daughter has been there. My wife has been there. And the money that you pay is definitely
3: worth what you get. So, Absolutely. Well, you. so thank you. <laughs> That means a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Matt. Well,
2: we're going to switch over to Tony and see some of this food as uh, as you guys prepare it.
3: I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today, guys. Thanks sure. so much. All Thank right, you. All
2: right, there goes Matt. And here comes Tony. 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 Oh, here. There he we is.
0: Have, we have the Angover fries. It's got a coach egg on it. Or actually a sunny side egg on it. It has fries underneath with pulled pork. Is that a wonderful name? Hangover fries. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. They also hey, hey, Wait, a, wait a
1: second, Tony. Yes. Go back to the to the other side a little bit. Is that a meal or is that just two empty wing bones there?
0: Those are two empty wing bones that I ate right before I got on the air. Yeah.
1: No, they don't, don't serve that. that that's
0: yeah, get, not, okay. yeah. That's not a delicacy at melt. No. <laughs> no. Uh, they also have the, cake, the steak cheese melt right here oh. with, um, oh, my God, look at this, guys. So this is a gluten-free hamburger, so they have gluten-free options. Macaroni and cheese. This is a Monte Cristo with cheese and ham. And they also have the walleye, the big fish sandwich. And Look, I got a little something healthy here. I got broccoli. What the hell? What is that? (laughs) And, of of course, here's my wings. So, guys, I got to tell you something. It's really cool because I – Chris, do you have any tattoos? Uh, No. Okay, Seth, I know you have many, correct? Yes. Yes, I do. So it's – very interesting. And, and that when you meet you meet him, he has tattoos throughout his whole body. And so okay. is his wife. So he worked out a program here. If you have a milk tattoo, whether it be their inch tattoo or whatever large tattoo they have of their logo, they give you 10% off the bill. Now get this. There are a thousand people that have this tattoo in northeastern ohio wow so it's like a little restaurant place. that's awesome <laughs> so, what I, so i just come in and i instead of getting a tattoo i call matt and say listen can i have the 10 percent off i don't want the ink <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: tony what are you gonna do with tony what are you gonna do with all that food yeah my goodness
0: it's so funny so real quick i want to say i want you to say hello to eric and nikki so hey guys eric actually eric actually does a podcast that i've done with him a couple times and it's called put it on the table talks okay. about relationships whether it be marriage dating unfortunately the podcast kind of uh, demise because of a couple other guys were on it just they weren't into it, and I did a great job with it. You know me with my perspective. So now we're going to actually call it Ebony and Ivory when we get back on. <laughs> 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 um, I had to kind of join in here. So I said, Eric, you got to come to my podcast. So anyways, to answer your question, I am actually going to bring this home. And uh, Seth, you're right down the street. I am. So you're gonna have to pick up a half the sandwich, and maybe I'll leave you like a little potato and sour cream, and maybe a couple boats. Just
1: Give him leave, all the broccoli. No, no, leave the broccoli out of the box.
0: So you know, <laughs> the rest of the food, the food. So no broccoli for you, huh? No. Unless you're putting some of that powdered sugar on it, don't bother. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, you gotta start eating better. I'm telling you, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go to a vegetarian place.
1: I gotta start eating better. Yeah, I gotta start eating
0: more milk. That's what I mean. So, so with that being said, there's a vegetarian and a vegan on the top of the mountain, and they jump off to see who hits the bottom first. Who wins? Don't know. Society. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Zone. You're very welcome. Let me leave you with this. One more thing, guys. So brave action taken without considering the danger involved is called what? Daring do, caring do, or saying I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Moustache show. reporting live at F- in Independence from the Seth Williams show. And a I, hey Seth, real quick, let's give away a $20 gift certificate. I'm going to have Matt send one to one of the viewers. Sounds Excellent. great. Okay. Yeah, and, of course, you can tune me in every Saturday morning on Flashpoint 1490 WERE between 10 o'clock and 11. Guys, i bet you in the studio. I'll talk to you next week. We may be going to a Chinese restaurant.
1: Cool. There now, we go. Thanks, man. You any
0: Chinese, son?
1: I have. Oh, Only noodles okay. and meat, though. No vegetables.
0: Noodles and meat. No vegetables. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Thanks, Tony. All
1: right,
2: Tony. There goes Tony.
1: Just for the record, that is very accurate. When I go to eat Chinese food, I order chicken lo mein or something like that with no vegetables.
2: No fried rice?
1: I I don't. I'm not a big fried rice guy. Egg rolls? No. It's got vegetables in it. If it had strictly a meat egg roll, I would do it.
2: (laughs) But I don't think there is such a thing. Dude, would you ever go or to... If like... There
1: were like iceberg lettuce inside of it, I, mean, well, I would eat. It.
2: <laughs> would you ever go to like an Indian restaurant?
1: No. My wife gets Indian all the time. Like she likes a tikka, tika, chicken tikka, whatever, masalas, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. No way, dude. That's no good eats. way.
2: it's good eats.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling I'd be in a bathroom for like eight years after that. <laughs> not, not a fan
2: too good I tried it yeah.
1: once when my cuz I made it for my I made it for my wife here at sure.
2: home.
1: but I I tried it and I was like nope,
2: nope not gonna not happen. for you nope Give me well, a, dude you dude I, I do got I just want to go back to the interview for a second man you got to respect Matt he was as open and honest as you can yeah, yeah I I respect that to no end and man six six locations and in this economy yeah, and then he was <laughs> open about
1: how the prices are and why they are the way that they are. And, I mean, yeah, he that, he was really enjoyable to talk to.
2: Yeah, he was. He's one of us.
1: Yeah. No now, difference.
2: he's a guy like me, I think. I'll bet you he says what he thinks. Yeah, but
1: then I felt really bad because not only did I bash Cleveland and all of his stores are about <laughs> Cleveland, then I find out that his kid is sitting with him the entire time and all we did was use every swear word. Every, yeah, we
2: used. of course we did. Well, I think though he had a head, an earphone in or something. So hopefully, he hopefully the kid didn't hear.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that that's the case also. <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap things up, though.
2: Okay, we're works gonna,
1: for me. I got to go do some stuff here. Okay, I got to go all the way down to Akron. Crackern, sorry, Scott. In,
2: in the middle of the night? Oh, that's right. It's only five thirty. It just <laughs> looks like the middle of the night.
1: Looks like midnight, but yeah. I <laughs> If you want that $20 gift card, I will pick a winner. Just email me, SethWilliams32 at Yahoo.com.
2: Is the winner not Chris Aiken in Twinsburg?
1: The winner's not Chris Damn Aiken. It. Damn it!
2: Or Seth Williams. That sucks. <laughs> I know. We-
1: loves Tony, man, but he's going to leave me a half-eaten sandwich with... Yeah. He said half a potato on the front, on his
2: front and, a, and a piece of broccoli yeah there's
1: gonna be like coyotes that get to the food before i actually get over there
2: that's right so
1: my half of sand was gonna be eaten by some wild animal buddy.
2: some stray raccoon or something right. is gonna come up and just eat it
1: so not only when i'm not gonna get the food i'm gonna get bitten by something when i head to his front porch
2: right <laughs> too far
1: uh, God willing, we'll talk to you on Monday. I don't know what we have planned yet. We'll get something going on. But Watson is out forever. We'll never win another Browns game. And uh, I'm just recapping the show the Macy's Parade is going to suck. Cleveland sucks. And everybody have a great week. Bye, kids. Yeah. <laughs>